So Blue, what uh, can you share any of the, your favorite podcasts that you've listened to? Blue, did you mean to call me big? Did I just call you Blue? <laughs> <laughs> Blue and white. <laughs> ah! Now you understand my struggle. I know. Ah! Arla, in Nepali, there's a word for colorful and it rhymes. It's rangi chungi. So rang means colorful. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh. Ugh. My brain could not be trusted. California minutes. It takes a little while. And you can try and just forget it. Or you can stretch it for a mile. Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuccio.com with another episode of Geopats Podcasting. We are traveling to Nepal today to chat with two American expats who were podcasting about their experiences living in Kathmandu. I'll tell you more about them in just a minute. But I want to mention a few things that I think will help you out if you're a podcaster. The first thing is that I host all of the Geopets podcasts on Captivate FM. Look, they're really good. Okay, I'm biased, but they're really good. They have a lot of marketing know-how. They have a lot of live events just for their customers. And their service is incredibly easy and useful, even from a cell phone. It's super easy to use. So I'm going to put my affiliate link for them in the show notes for you. If you want a new host or you are just starting your podcast, I strongly recommend them. The second thing is connected to Captivate as well. They have a podcast launch accelerator on January 21st, 2021 at 4 p.m. UK, 11 a.m. Eastern in the US. So this podcast launch accelerator comes with a lot of information and it leads into a free course on how to start your podcast where they walk you through what's on the podcast launch accelerator crib sheet. This crib sheet, if I had this four years ago, oh my gosh, I would not be cringing at what are my first like year of podcast episodes. <laughs> if you're on Twitter, you've seen me talk about it there. I am going to put the link for you so that you can go over there and take a look at it and sign up for this workshop on January 21st. All right, let's go back to Nepal. I am, to geographically confuse you, in Tirana, Albania right now. However, this conversation was recorded in March of 2020. Oh, I cringe when I say that. Oh, March of 2020, a week before lockdown happened when I was in Berlin, Germany, the last place that I lived. No, I am not consciously traveling. I tried to relocate to Germany and visas ran out and COVID happened, then visas ran out. And so here I am in a different country. The point is, I had this lovely conversation with Big and White of the Big and White podcast, their chosen names, not names that I have given them. And, um, and all hell broke loose in my life, in the world, in podcasting, in my computer, and so on and so forth. And although I have published other things, it has taken me quite a while to publish this and the sister episode that'll go over on Geopet's language podcast because it was a long conversation. It was three tracks and I could give you a million more reasons. But what I'm going to do instead of excuses is tell you that I'm really happy that these episodes are out now. There. I'm going to lean on the happy side. In this podcast episode here, this, this one, not the language one, but this one, we talk about the origin story of the Big and White podcast. We also talk about their tech setup, how they divide up their tasks. We geek out about editing. This is before I got super into editing, before I switched over to Adobe Edition and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting to hear my reactions to their editing uh, information. Then we talk about social media, 
what they did when they lived in different countries for a while, what it was like to podcast from Nepal, what kind of local restrictions or local uh, media that they were consuming when they were there, local podcasts in um, in Nepal, had they got their guests, any advice they would give people, you know, the usual for Geopat's podcasting. I, mean, I can't tell you in an outline, but what I can tell you in another way is that these two women are hilarious and they're down to earth and so, so much fun to listen to. It was so hard to interview them because I just wanted to sit back and listen to them, but I also wanted to ask the questions. So this is my <laughs> my attempt to be part of the conversation, but also to be a listener of the conversation. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation, even just a fraction of what I did in having the conversation. The length of time for this episode to come out is not a reflection of the joy that I have had in talking and connecting with these two amazing women or the time that I have spent editing and crafting this down into this and the Geopets language episode. So, okay, disclaimers aside, let's just get into it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about where you are geographically? Yeah. So right now we are recording from the sunny state of Nepal. <laughs> it's not sunny today. It's <laughs> raining, but we are in Kathmandu, which is the capital of the country. And we're in my bedroom in case you really wanted to zoom in. <laughs> Can you tell them a little bit about the podcast name and what you do? Yeah. So our podcast is called Big and White life as a foreigner in Asia, because we are from the U.S., both of us, and we feel big and white every time we're <laughs> around any Asian people. So yeah, and we do kind of the anonymous thing, which sometimes feels a bit silly. So my name is Big. And I am white. And it took me personally about two years, a year and a half at least, I actually remember Big's name. I kept calling her white. So... <laughs> So we finally arrived at the point where I remember. So things are going really well with the pseudonym life. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, the podcast is just about our experience living in Asia. We talk about what it's like to live in Nepal. We talk about cool, interesting things to do here and the culture and stuff. We also talk about what it's like to be an expat, things like culture shock and tips for traveling. And we talk a little bit about linguistics as well because... That is both of our profession. So it all started from a sense of our own grandiose and a little bit of isolation. <laughs> and lack of sleep. <laughs> yes. So we had kind of been joking just about like how silly it is our life, like just all of the crazy juxtapositions and, you know, how hard it is, but also how amazing it is, how much we love Nepal. And um, we went on field work together. And it was just us and then another gal who speaks the local language that we were researching. So it was just a lot of us just kind of being isolated. And when we got tired, then we wanted to speak English together. And so we together realized that we're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, I don't care if anybody else thinks that we're funny. Like we were just cracking each other up constantly. Yeah. And we also kind of have the same sense of humor in that, you know, if things are hard, that's kind of our go to mm, of like making yeah. a joke out of it to kind of alleviate the tension. Absolutely. And so we just kind of, I think it was 10, a 10 day trip and we joked about 
Yeah, just our life. And I think I said at one point, I was like, if I was going to be Instagram famous, I would have an account called Big and White because that's who we are. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly by the end of the trip, we like had started making plans. Somehow it just happened that we were making plans to make this podcast. And we were like, wait, are we going to actually do this? Are we making a podcast? <laughs> yeah. And in our like, what? Two plus years of friendship, yeah. we've discovered that our personality types really play off of each other and escalate well. So if one of us is like, man, I'd really love to go to Cambodia and go to the beach, <laughs> like suddenly we find ourselves both there. We're like, oh, well, that went well. <laughs> we just bought plane tickets. How did that happen? I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. So I think the same thing happened with the podcast. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we now we're on episode 50? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still going smooth, too. So it's really worked out well. Yeah. Let's talk about the name for a second. So why did you choose to go anonymous on this? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think part of it is we weren't sure exactly what direction the podcast would take. And we really wanted to be able to speak our minds freely and not be afraid that we were going to say something that, I don't know, might embarrass people or get us in trouble, that kind of thing. But I think now that we've had the podcast for a while, we would feel more comfortable sharing who we are, but we also have set a precedent that (laughs) we aren't, we don't want to break. (laughs) So if you know us, then it's like so easy to figure out that we're the people who host this podcast, but we're not exactly hiding. I post a lot to our Instagram stories and we post pictures of ourselves and basically just, it's a game at this point of just slightly (laughs) blurring out our eyes or our mouths or something. So, but you know, the benefit of still being anonymous is that we don't get like weird stalkers. So that's nice. (laughs) We really think highly of ourselves. We just assume that we would have like a multitude (laughs) of stalkers in Kathmandu. (laughs) How biggest city is it? About 2 million. Yeah, that's pretty small for Asia. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is very possible amongst (laughs) all of the expats and foreigners there. That they could find us. It would be easy to stalk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And we're big and white. So yeah, yeah. We're easy to spot walking down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just have to say for the record, neither of y'all are big. (laughs) I mean, we are average in America and other Western countries. I love going to the Netherlands because I am short there and it's so pleasing. (laughs) The kind of holidays that you don't think about taking before you become an expat, right? You're like, what country can I go to that I will feel small? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Netherlands. Done. I'm there. It's funny because two years ago, I came to Germany on vacation way before we moved here. And I went to a thrift store to look for pants because pants. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. 12 or 14 in the U.S. And (laughs) pants are impossible. It's just like I have to get either stretchy or import them in from somewhere else Mm. in Asia. And so I went to the thrift store and I got to my size, which is not 12 or 14 in Germany. It's like that European much higher number that makes me feel like 500 pounds. But I got to that and there were like six sizes after it. And I was like, oh. If that doesn't fit, I can go to any of these. Oh my God. Like, it was like freedom. I, I kept getting confused in the US. I know. I was with my friend in the US shopping. And in Nepal, I'm usually like a larger, extra large. And I went to grab a shirt and she's like, girl, you're a small. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then I tried on the small. I was like, oh no, it fits. Yeah. Yeah. In my closet, I have a range from extra small to XXL, which is a shirt that I bought in Cambodia when we were on vacation. So it's really good for um, 
your ego, you know, like your ego will <laughs> not get stroked by living in, in Asia, no, but it's good true. for you. Yeah. What is your basic tech setup? So because we're linguists, we have access to great free equipment, which is really nice. But the recorder we use is an H4N Pro, and it has more of the just audio focus than some of the other Zoom recorders do. And then our mics are... Some kind of handheld road mic. Yeah. I don't know the exact model. They work great. Okay. So it is a road. Yeah. It's a road stick mic. Yeah. And we don't have stands, so we hold them up to our mouths. And sometimes when our arms get tired, then... I have to go back in the editing and make our voices louder. <laughs> I think I've actually gotten stronger like in the year and a half that we've been doing this because Podcasting I used muscles. to have to hold like a pillow to like hold it up. <laughs> I still forgot about it, but... that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So all of our equipment is the equipment that we bring with us when we're on field work. So we travel within Nepal. So we get to bring this equipment. And then when we're in Kathmandu, it has much more prestigious job of being a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in the field, you're using those mics? Yes. Oh, wow. We bring one. So we do different types of tools when we're out in the field. We do stuff like we record people telling stories in their own local language, and we record them saying words in their own local language. And for that, we use the the stick mics. But then we also record things like informed consent and that kind of thing. And for that, we just use the basic mic that comes with the recorder. Since there's two of you, do you guys divide up who does what? Or do you rotate between who does like the editing and all that kind of stuff? We mostly have it divided. I, big, do most of the editing because A, I enjoy it and... B, it takes white like twice as long to do it. <laughs> it do. It be like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so then white is more of our like correspondence and social media person. So anytime someone messages us, she is right on it, always responding and engaging. And she does all of our social media posts and stuff. Okay. When you say you enjoy it big, why? <laughs> what is it about it? I don't know. I, I just like doing computer stuff. I have all my like little shortcuts set up and I kind of enjoy that. And what else do I like about it? That's a good question. I never thought that much about it. I I like doing creative things that aren't too extra creative. And I feel like this is a good in between. So it's like I have parameters within which I'm trying to work and I have clear goals of what makes a good product. And I like doing that. And I like doing little extra things every once in a while. We'll add in some weird music or we'll do a fake ad. And those are always fun too for me. Well, for either of you, when you do your editing, do you see waveforms at night after you're done and put it away? I mean, we're linguists, so we always see waveforms. Ah. <laughs> so we literally see waveforms like yeah. day and night we're working on waveforms yeah. so <laughs> I do feel like sometimes I it takes like too much of my week I wish it would not take as much time but besides the amount of time it takes I really enjoy editing and it's fun to have that skill of I'm sure you've learned this too where you look at a waveform and you can tell what word the person is saying <laughs> Yeah, it's really disturbing. I can now tell breath from click, like weird clicks, like maybe pen clicks or like mechanical sounds mm-hmm. from yep. from voice. It's like, oh, I know what that is. I know what that's coming. I know yeah. I'm going to get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. I also it's enjoy uh, like just learning about the software and different interesting things you can do with it. And I thought I would stop learning after a while, but I mean, it's been almost two years and I'm still learning new things. So what, uh, what software do you guys use to edit? Audacity. Yeah. Any plugins? 
I use NoiseGate every time. That's the main one. It's what called NoiseGate. It helps delete quiet breaths, basically, and any noise that's under a certain oh. level. Yeah. Highly recommended. I'm writing that down. Yes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, you have to be careful with it because if you do the settings wrong, it'll only delete like every other millisecond of the breath and it'll be like... <laughs> so you still have to manually delete some of the breathing and kind of weird background noise but it it saves a lot of time okay so big you do the edit most or a lot of the time and white with the social media where do you put stuff about the podcast so we have instagram and facebook I am a millennial, so I tend to gravitate towards Instagram because I like it a lot more than Facebook. And yeah, we try to do about once a week, probably, or at least every episode, I'll post to our actual Instagram page and actual post. And then I just kind of have running stories going all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll post stories too. So those are usually more like, here's our life in Kathmandu. Mm. Here's the amazing food we ate today. Here's the muddy road from the rain, that kind of thing. (laughs) And then the posts are usually about like the episode that we post the topic. And then Facebook is kind of like a little bit of a runoff for that. That was mostly, I'm not going to lie, created for people that we actually know in Kathmandu because most of them would not be on Instagram, not going to be following us. So it was helpful at least for them to have some way to interact with us and keep up with us. But most of the new people that we actually talk to is on Instagram, I would say. Yeah. But in Nepal, Instagram is getting more popular now, but Facebook is definitely the main social media. People use it as their LinkedIn, as their Facebook, as their dating app, as everything. So having a Facebook is kind of important here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's true. As their dating app. Wow. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so I just moved from China where I was used to having a firewall. Are there any internet restrictions or anything that you guys encounter while trying to publicize the podcast? Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, we are free and clear. And you guys do it whether you're in the same place or whether you're separated. Like last year, there was a lot of, a lot of separation. Oh my gosh. So much separation. Yeah. So we, when we were doing the podcast before, we were doing it every week. And then I left and I was traveling in Europe and the US and Canada. And so we went down to every other week because it just, you know, logistically it was difficult. But yeah, we kept it up pretty well. I was proud of us. And now we're both back in Nepal and we're so pleased about it. <laughs> Where is your audience? Are they mostly in Nepal, in the U.S., or is it split or spread around the globe? Spread around the globe, baby. I was just looking at our chartable, and we have three listeners in Russia, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely have kind of like our friends and our family that listen, you know. And then we also have quite a few listeners that are just also expats. Some are our colleagues because they can relate to the linguistics aspect. But yeah, people are just interested in what it's like to live overseas. And then we have people that are traveling to Nepal or have lived in Nepal and miss it. And our favorite demographic, honestly, is Nepalis who have left and now live in like the US or the UK or whatever. And listening to the podcast for them is like a fun way to connect with that dual culture of like the West and Nepal. But then also it's fun for them to hear us talk about their home and they miss it. So 
the most active people, I think, in terms of like reaching out on social media would probably be people who are visiting Nepal. Mm, And so they'll reach out and ask for advice about where to go or where are these specific places. And so that's really fun. And we even get to meet up with people once in a while, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always awesome. Have you gotten any interesting or funny feedback from listeners? When I was at home this year, my mom was listening to my podcast while I was in the room, and it was very weird to just hear her laugh. <laughs> She's like, you're so funny. I'm like, thanks. This is awkward. <laughs> I mean, I, most of our feedback is pretty general and pretty positive. We did have one bad review on iTunes that I'm like still traumatized yeah. by. That was from our like second episode. <laughs> What? Think about it. Can all I the ask time. what they said, or is it? Yeah, yeah. It was a Nepali person. They basically said like, "Oh, these people aren't respecting us. They're just like, oh, it's so funny that these Nepalis do this weird stuff, and it's so condescending to hear them talk about how funny it is." I'm like, <laughs> we love Nepal. We yeah. don't mean that at all. <laughs> it's just our way of coping by laughing at things. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you guys are disrespectful at all. Thank you. We really try not to be because we love Nepal and we, you know, we don't think we're better than Nepalis or that our culture is better than Nepali culture. We just love seeing the differences and how that can create kind of funny situations sometimes or, yeah. Yeah. There definitely is the strain of expat, not you guys, but a strain of expat who just is constantly like, this is not what I do. This is ridiculous. But you guys don't do that. You definitely do a, this is different for me. Let me explain why kind of thing, which makes sense. I mean, it's a different thanks. We appreciate it. I mean, that's the only negative feedback we've ever gotten. So maybe that person was just feeling sensitive, but I'm still (laughs) traumatized by it. (laughs) But it was, I think it was good to get that feedback too, because I mean, that's part of the reason why we had pseudonyms to begin with, because it's like, it was not necessarily that we were I mean, we knew that we weren't going to say anything that was intentionally offensive, but starting a podcast that's about living in a foreign culture automatically means that you're interacting with people who are, yeah, interacting with the world in a different way and have different thought processes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. have different sense of humor and idea of what's acceptable and stuff. So, Right. And getting that feedback has helped us be try to be even more sensitive or yeah. try to maybe explain more so that things don't seem like they're out of context. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Hey there, this is Steph from StephFugio.com popping in again because I want to tell you some stuff about my own podcast editing services. Look, if you are someone who has ideas and who loves talking to people on podcasts. I mean, I get that. I'm one of those people. But you don't really have the time or the inclination or the know-how or the desire to edit your own podcast. If your podcast is supporting your own business or creative venture, that is where you want to spend your time and you don't want to spend your time on the editing part, then I have something for you. My podcast editing services, of course, Um, I create custom editing packages depending on what you need. How long is your podcast? How many people are you going to be talking to? Or do you do a a solo show? Do you want me to be super nitpicky and take out every um and uh? Or do you want me to just kind of smooth it out, leveling the sound and and making it kind of like pleasant to the ears? It really depends on a lot of different factors. And I'd love to discuss those factors with you you. There's a few different ways you can contact me. Steph Fuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O is my Gmail address. It's my website address, and you can go to pod services there. 
or contact there. There's a few different ways to contact me. It's also my social media handle on Twitter and Instagram. Honestly, all this stuff is on my phone. So however you contact me, I will get back to you and we will set up a time to chat for your free 15 minute consult call so we can figure out what I can do for you. Let's do this. Let me take the editing off your hands so you can focus on the content of your podcast. All right, back to the conversation with Big and White of the Big and White Podcast. Oh, yeah. There, again, my, my podcasting started when I lived in China, which has very real nose as far as what you do and don't talk about, just to be safe on the safe side. Yeah. Um, are there any things that you've discussed beforehand that you're like, we're never going to talk about blah, blah, or blah? That's a good question. I mean, I think we don't really try to get into political situation Mm-mm. too much, partially yeah. because... It's over our heads. Yeah, I don't understand it well enough to have an informed opinion. Yeah, it's so. constantly changing. Yeah. And second of all, I I don't think that it's our envelope to push. Like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are here because the government has allowed us to be here. We are yes. guests in this country. Mm-hmm. We we have no right to have an opinion. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are things that maybe we haven't discussed, but are just, you know, maybe differences in culture that would be really easy for a Westerner to be judgmental of. And again, we feel like that's not our place. And we recognize that, you know, it's a different context and a different culture, and we're not going to put our judgment on that. So we try to keep it pretty light and fun and talk more about the things that you might experience as someone visiting as opposed to saying there's these deep sociological issues in this country. (laughs) Very true. Very true. A while ago, I interviewed Greg from the Bangkok podcast and he, he mentioned something somebody told him early on when he was going to write a reaction to something that was happening in Thailand where he was living. And he's like, Hey, do you think I should post this? I don't know. It might be on the edge of what's acceptable. And his friend read it and he said to him, and I love this. He said to him, just because you have an opinion as an expat doesn't mean you should tell people what it is. Mm -hmm. And I went, Oh, that's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I, I feel the same way you guys do. And I yeah. feel that too with being an American. You know, obviously our politics is a bit unusual right now. And yeah. I can understand that other people are interested in that, but I get my hackles up a little bit when people have opinions about our politicians. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just yes. Like, that's, you know, I, I get that you're interested, but maybe that expat advice is good. You know, yeah. We make the joke of, if you have a little brother, you can make fun of your little brother as much as you want. But if anybody else is talking smack about your little brother, <laughs> yeah. you reserve the right to beat them up. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm glad you said little brother and not your mama, because I think I'm way older than you guys. There was a series of your mama jokes when I was growing up. And I'm like, okay, enough. Enough your mama jokes. <laughs> is it one or both of you that does weightlifting? Both of us, actually. That's a weird question. Here we go. Here's the weird question. <laughs> we love is weird that questions. Normal in Nepal, or do you get like in- inquiries <laughs> that that you do that? Or that's a great question. It's pretty normal. I mean, it's not, especially in Kathmandu. We will say that there's a pretty wide divide between urban and rural Nepal. Not unlike yeah. there's a divide between urban and rural anywhere, right? <laughs> Um, but within Nepal, there, or within Kathmandu, there's 
ton of gyms. Um, bodybuilding is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Powerlifting is becoming a bigger thing. And gyms do not tend to be segregated between men and women either. Mm-hmm. Like it's no. not weird for us to work out beside Nepali men. I think I would tend to be a little bit more conservative in what I wear than maybe like what is in what's cool to wear in America in gyms oh, now. absolutely. Yeah. And again, like some of our Nepali um, friends, our girlfriends would wear like a sports bra when they're working out. But that's not our envelope to push. Yeah, again. <laughs> we're much bigger and we're much wider. <laughs> I know. I remember once I was talking to my landlady about how white my skin is. And she was like, no, no, I love how white your skin is. Like, it's really beautiful. And I was like, I think there's a point, though, where it gets too white. And she was like, I don't think that's possible. You can't be too white. And then she was helping me put on a sari, which is the traditional like Indian and Nepali dress. And it shows your midriff, your stomach. And I took my shirt off and she saw how white my stomach was. And she was kind of like, oh, there is such a thing as too white. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. So, yeah, you know, when you're at the gym, you don't want to like – blind people with your your white stomach so (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say as far as like the clothes you feel comfortable wearing at the gym to me i feel like the gym is a little bubble of like i can wear leggings i can wear a crop top but if i wore that same outfit just like two blocks from the gym i would feel super naked and embarrassed so it's not like the west where wearing workout clothes is like also acceptable normal everyday clothes leisure is not a thing here No, no. no. I was so confused because I was gone from the U.S. for like a decade. I went back and I was in grad school teaching freshmen. And you were like, where's everyone's pants? No, I seriously (laughs) thought they were so sporty. I was in Arizona and I thought, man, being like being sporty is like the new thing. Like people are so sporty. And, And then I was like talking to my students and I got to know them and I'm like, you don't actually work out in these clothes. This is just clothes now. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm talking full on sports bra with very big tank top and like mm-hmm. leggings galore. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Shift. Yeah. Things have shifted. <laughs> okay. Going back to the tech side of things. Where do you guys publish? Is your host like a US podcasting host a, from a different uh, country? And We use Nepal? Liberated Syndication. I don't know where they're based out of. but <laughs> Lips- yeah. Lipson? Yep. Mm-hmm. Arthur Nepali podcasting host is podcasting big there. I doubt it. I don't think it is because we're really high up on the like niche market of Nepal travel yeah. and like millions of people visit Nepal every year. So it seems like a biggish market. Yeah. Um, but pe- I think people use YouTube a lot more. So there are like Nepali people that do series on YouTube, um, but they wouldn't post it also to a podcast host. Do you listen to or have you heard of any Nepali podcasts? When we first got started, someone reached out to us saying that they were going to start a podcast. Oh, yeah. But I don't know whatever happened to them. Yeah, that's right. There is one by one of the like big power lifters here. He has a podcast. But it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's not on a podcasting uh, institute site. It's very hard to find, actually. Like, yeah. you have to go to his YouTube page. He's a powerlifting <laughs> coach. His name is Tyson Tyson Mokdan, mm-hmm. um, T-Y-S-O-N-M-O-K-T-A-N. And then you have to find, like, scroll down and find his podcast, <laughs> which is called Big Boys with, with a Z. Z. <laughs> 
Wait, but- so it's just video form, but he's calling it a podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Unless they host it somewhere else that we don't know, but I, there's not like That's links possible. to, you know, like SoundCloud or yeah. anything like that. You know, that. I haven't actually looked. I mean, when we first started podcasting, I did a ton of searches for podcasts in and about Nepal, but I haven't looked recently. There is one by two Nepali gals who live in New York, and it is called the Kaskura Podcast. K-H-A-S-K-U-R-A. And that one's fun. It's yeah. definitely very Nepali feeling to me. Mm. Like when I listen to it, it just the, I don't know, the structure of what they talk about and the subject matter and stuff. It feels very Nepali. Um, and even what does though that it's mean? in English. Yeah. Well, you know how in different cultures and different languages, you have a different discourse style. So, for example, in Western cultures, we tend to maybe start with our thesis statement and then talk about all the reasons that we believe that and then conclude by repeating the thesis or something, right? Whereas in a lot of Asian cultures, there tends to be more of a circular argumentative style. So the more times you Mm -hmm. come back to something, the more important it is. And that's how you show the focus Mm -hmm. of it. So things like that. So... I don't know. I find when I'm listening to that podcast, sometimes I get a little bit lost as far as like what their main point is, or I feel like they're wandering off and not really like yeah. being focused, but that's not it at all. That's just because of what my expectation is for how you would structure yeah. the topic. And yeah, so I think yeah. in that way, it's interesting too, just to learn culturally how people approach different ideas. I think one of them even just became a U.S. citizen too. So it's it's crazy because they're helping – a lot of their episodes are about how you as a Nepali can go to another country like Australia or the U.S., the U.K. They're like helping mm-hmm. yeah, people find positions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're like the opposite of what we're doing. Yeah, they are like our, <laughs> our opposite twins. <laughs> are you tempted at all to, to reach out to them and to interview and to – uh, we yeah. have, we sent them a message, but mm-hmm. we never asked them about collaborating on anything. Yeah. Maybe we should. I don't know. They're pretty cool. Yeah. I think they're cooler oh. than us. Yeah. They live no, in like not possible. <laughs> <laughs> they have like actual producers for their show yeah. and not just Ooh. like us being like, well, I'm tired this week. You edit. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I haven't gone through your entire back catalog. I'm super lazy. Once I find a podcast, I just start listening from that point forward. I'm amazed at how much you have listened to. Uh, enough to envision what your grocery stores look like and yes, what good. you do at the gym. And mm-hmm. I got partially through the hot toddy one, but I was editing a lot yesterday, so I couldn't get all the way through. <laughs> Because I was like, I can't listen and listen at the same time. It's a very frustrating thing. If anybody knows a solution to this, yeah, I'd if you really could like multitask, to know. like edit and listen, I would, I would be on yeah, board with that too. Yes, yeah. it's amazing because I'm losing a lot of my podcast listener time when I edit. Because I just, I would just have stuff on, even if I'm applying for jobs and all the kind of bullshit I have to do right now. I would still be listening to podcasts because right. most of those tasks are brainless, and I'm like, but I need content. <laughs> Do you guys listen to a lot of podcasts? Yes. (laughs) I listen to a lot. You don't as much, I don't so much because I have 
not such a great attention span. Mm, I love but it. But I love the idea. The of longer podcast. the better. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Wait, let me ask you this. What media do you consume? Are you like a YouTube person or just like a music person? Or I do listen to a lot of Spotify. I think last year, an entire month, like in terms of hours, an entire oh month <laughs> of my year was just spent listening to music on That's Spotify. And I, yeah, I listen. I mean, I watch YouTube. I do a lot of stuff with health and fitness. So I spend a lot of time with that. So if I do listen to podcasts, it's usually about health and fitness and gym life. Or um, Nepali famous. Yes. Oh, that's true. I do spend a lot of time, especially on Instagram. One of my main hobbies living in Nepal is finding local businesses and then Nepali influencers or yeah, just any big Nepali names following them. So I know kind of like I can be in the heartbeat of what's happening in Nepal. It's very convenient yeah. for me because she does all the work and then just tells me the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's Works very out cool. really well. are, are there any influencers that you would suggest other people follow? I really I like, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Shrinkala. Yeah, Shrinkala um, Kotiwanda. Yep. She was Miss Nepal in 2017, 18. And she went to Miss World and she got like fourth or something, I think. Yeah, I really like her because she is, I mean clearly gorgeous because you have to be but she is a super intelligent person she studied architecture and she has a really big passion for helping people in nepal who don't have a voice so like for example she recently went to an event that was helping women in the village feel more empowered about not having to hide while they're on their menstrual cycle you know there's some really bad practices around that still in some of the rural areas so yeah just like supporting local women and stuff like that she's really cool do you want to spell her name? Yeah, let's see. And we'll spend the next hour of the podcast just spelling her name because <laughs> it's really long. <laughs> yeah, so her name is Shrinkala Katiwala, and that is S-H-R-I-N-K-H-A-L-A, and her last name is K-H-A-T-I-W-A-D-A. It auto-filled. That's how popular yeah. she is. Yeah, she's probably one of the biggest accounts in Nepal. Oh my gosh. Sorry, she's got 758,000 yes. followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say a lot of those are Nepalis too. Like Nepalis are so active on social media. It's amazing. Another she's one gorgeous. that I really like, she's not, probably doesn't have such a big following, but her name is Peppy Owl. She, P E P P Y O W L. That's her Instagram handle. Yeah. <laughs> her, I can't think of what her last name is, but her first name is Rhea. And she is a, she's young, but she basically has a career in sustainable and ethical fashion. One of my favorites is Food Nepal. He's a big food and Ooh. travel blogger. And he does a range of things from really cool to really hilarious. <laughs> oh, gosh, there's so many when I type that in. It's- Nepal.food. That's his Instagram handle. That's it. Okay. I follow way too many coffee and food accounts. (laughs) (laughs) What's one more? Yeah. Somebody just sent me one, a restaurant one for Berlin last week. And she's like, I can't believe you haven't seen this already. I'm like, I've been avoiding it. The bakeries are dangerous enough. I don't need to know where the best pizza or Thai food is. I find this by myself. (laughs) I know. I always like following Nepal food. I feel like I always just... I end up marking so many things. Oh, I have to try that. 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 Hey, Big, what are some podcasts that you like to listen to? <laughs> well, 
I listen to, I feel like I have a few categories of podcasts. I have some news podcasts that I enjoy. One of them is called The Skim. They also have an email. People may have heard of them, but they do a 15 minute podcast every day. It's based out of the U.S. and it's just news and sometimes international news, but I feel like they do a great job of summarizing. I also really enjoy like science and kind of philosophy interview type podcasts. So one that I really like is called Mindscape and it's a physicist and he interviews different people on like a wide variety of topics about kind of what's going on in our world and stuff like that. So I have several in that category that I enjoy kind of the interview shows. And then I have a couple that are just kind of like fun, frivolous ones. I love Potterless. If you guys haven't heard of it, look it up. Yeah, it's a guy who didn't read the Harry Potter books as a kid, and then he reads them as an adult and is analyzing them like from an adult perspective. And he's hilarious. He's so funny. And it's almost like rereading the books because he goes through them in such detail with his guests. Yeah, I really enjoy that one. And another one I love is Punch Up the Jam. And they look at famous songs and they kind of like break them down and analyze them. And usually they end up talking about why they're crazy and you never noticed how bad they were. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end of the episode, they do what's called a punch up, which is basically they kind of quote unquote fix the song, make it better. And it's quite funny. So I'm, let's go back to your podcast for a bit. I, it sounds like, as a listener, it sounds like most of the people on your podcast are people in your lives and that you know. Um, yes. Is that true? Or do you reach out and bring complete strangers that are connected to what you want to talk about onto? Nope. We've never done that. We always <laughs> do people that we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've thought about it, but I think... So far, especially because I was traveling so much yeah. last year, the easiest thing has just been people that we already know. Do you talk to podcasters outside of uh, outside of Nepal very much about podcasting or geeking out about any aspect of the <laughs> medium? No, we're total loners. <laughs> we saw your question about like, oh, are you involved in the podcast community? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, there's a community. Yeah. <laughs> we only care about ourselves, honestly. Yeah. I mean, partially, yeah, because there's two of us, like we just kind of bounce off of each other too. And yeah, that's um, true. we both have kind of big personalities. So we kind of <laughs> fill up the room just ourselves. And then we're like, <laughs> Once in a while, come up for air and like, oh, yeah, okay, other people, come in, come in. <laughs> yeah, I think like all of my input as far as how to have a good podcast just comes from me listening to other people's podcasts. Yeah. Or me you. watching people on YouTube and being like, hey, this 22-year-old influencer did this. Do you want to do this? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, and you guys were used to using the equipment beforehand, too, so you didn't have yeah. those beginning podcast questions of how to hold a mic or how to record, sure. how to edit. For so you sure. skipped over all of that. That is, is true. Huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If tomorrow you all met somebody in Kathmandu that said, hey, I want to start a podcast, what's one bit of advice you would give them? One thing that we did well, uh-huh. I'm going <laughs> to show off how great we are, that I really am super glad for is we planned things out ahead of time. So mm-hmm. we had some ideas about what we wanted the podcast to be like. And I had listened to a lot of podcasts, so I had some ideas of what I didn't want to do and what I did want to do. Yeah. And we created a episode structure that mm-hmm. we have followed the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's really nice to have that consistency. Like, 
if someone finds our podcast now and they decide they want to listen to all the episodes, mm-hmm. they can start with episode one and it's going to have the same format as episode 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You've never deviated from your, from your format. No. Wow. Yeah. We've kind of become more specific as time went on. Like I remember when we were yeah. first planning, we we're like, oh, we're going to, you know, have a millennial minute where I talk, where mm. White talks <laughs> about being a millennial. <laughs> and we did that a couple of times, but then it just gradually has gotten more and more specific. Yeah. But I mean, nice. basically we have like blooper, music, intro, talk about our weeks, <laughs> yep. do the topic, have a segment, do our exit. Exit music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same every single time. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend before you start your podcast to find your niche. Like mm-hmm. really think about who your audience should be. Yeah. yeah. For us, like it kind of fell into our laps <laughs> because we knew that. I mean, of course, we knew that we wanted to talk about being expats. And it just so happened that we wanted to talk about being expats in Nepal and not a lot of people mm-hmm. have talked about being expats in Nepal. So it was yeah. easy for us to, for people to find us. They're like, Oh, I'm coming to Nepal. I searched Nepal travel podcast and you guys were the ones. Yep. <laughs> so we're like, Oh wow. Okay. That, that happened really well for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true though. Like trying to narrow down a little bit what you think you want your podcast to be about, I think will help mm-hmm. listeners find you. Yeah. Well, since expat podcasting has become a thing and there's a lot more of them in the mix. Mm-hmm globally, not just in one country, it it also helps with having a different way that you're doing it than just we're going to talk about our week, which is part mm-hmm. of it. But you guys have a very different take on it than some other ones. So it, it, you do have a specific niche within the niche. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think, <laughs> again, it fell into our laps in the sense that mm-hmm. We are linguists and obviously language and language learning is a really important topic for expats. So that's convenient for us, (laughs) you know, (laughs) already have knowledge in a field or yeah, topic that matches with also our desire to talk about traveling and stuff like that. I think about this way too often because of the fragileness of being an expat. Like there's a huge part of my own podcasting world that is currently built on expatness Mm. if i were to have to or want to or surprisingly had this amazing opportunity to go back home to the u.s i like your air what would i do differently (laughs) yeah i'm like home back to my passport country (laughs) what would i change about my podcast what would i change about my podcasting world how would i have to reframe things do you guys ever think about if if and when you ever go back to the u.s what would you do with this thing you've created i think we'd just stop yeah i think we would just put it (laughs) to bed yeah yeah and you know hope that people enjoy our back catalog but i think because we have such a niche niche Ooh. Who even knows anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard enough. Yeah, I regret using that podcast, word deeply. <laughs> but then, like, trying to talk on a podcast when you have other languages in your head at the same time, it's like, mm, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah. I mean, like we talked about, our podcast has such a specific niche that it just seems like it wouldn't mm-hmm. be relevant anymore. What would we talk about? Oh, mm-hmm. I remember when I did live in Nepal and XYZ happened, yeah, you right. know, <laughs> and neither of us would want to continue the podcast without the other person yeah. either. So I think that's another right. reason that we would just sadly say goodbye. Yeah. Well, I think, and we even saw yeah. when Big yeah. was in the States, how quickly you become disconnected from mm-hmm. Nepal mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, White definitely took over all the episode planning when I was traveling because I couldn't think. She'd be like, what should we talk about? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, what is Nepal? Yeah, and right. she's like, okay, how about we talk about this? <laughs> and then, you know, she'd give me some prompts and questions and I could like reach into the back parts of my brain and find yeah. memories of what it's yeah. like to be in <laughs> Nepal. But being in the context is huge, I think. Mm-hmm. Would either of you be tempted to start a different podcast about just language or something else or somewhere else? It'd be real weird. I mean, I know. (laughs) I love podcasting. (laughs) Me too. I think for us, starting out podcasting was not, oh, we want a podcast. What can we podcast about? It was podcasting just happened to be a really easy way for us to talk to each other without having to put on makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The the topic was what we were interested in. And then podcasting was the convenient vehicle rather than vice versa. So I think at least for me, like, I mean, I love podcasting. I would, I would start another Mm -hmm. podcast, but it would have to be something that I was equally passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I would say for me, I wouldn't do it by myself. If I was going to do another podcast, I would want to do it with a co-host again. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine. How do you do it? We're so impressed with you. We were talking <laughs> about you because we were like, yeah, we're not involved in the podcasting community. But yeah, you like. No. Well, although I did do it solo for a long time, but those suck and I probably shouldn't have them up. But no, when I, bring, when I started bringing on guests, I was really hesitant for guests because then I was like, then I have to pay attention to the editing and make them sound yeah. really good. Whereas I was, I was cool with good enough for my own voice. And then like describing them well enough and, and making sure I had all everything look nice. And so it was a, a weird pressure when I started bringing on guests, but I realized the conversation was so much easier. Mm-hmm. And as a listener, I was like, oh my God, it's so much more fun to listen to two people than just one. And I was like, well, done. Done with solo episodes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I listen to so, yeah. any podcast that's only one person talking. Yeah. Oh, except hard. for the scripted news podcast. Mm. Otherwise, it was just so, it's hard to have the, like, to get the energy going. Yeah. It is. It is. And I do, but it, they are very informational, quick podcasts that I listen mm. to. It's just one person. Okay. The longer ones are definitely two or four people and there's got to be banter and laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm always worried that we but, laugh too much on our podcast, but I've mentioned that to a couple people no. that listen and they're like, no, it's great. Like, okay. <laughs> I take out half of my laughter and I actually learned how to make it not as loud because I Mm -hmm. forget to do this. (laughs) Oh yeah. I forget to move away from the mic and my spikes throw all leveling off. So Mm -hmm. I've learned how to like bring my own laughter down and cut out at least half of it. And it's still too much. And I don't care. (laughs) I mean, that's what I feel like most of my time spent editing is trying to make our like volume spikes even out of it. (laughs) Yes. But we do use, do you use, um, service to compress your podcast so that they're all the same level it's called a phonic a-u-p-h oh yeah i do use them 
Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is a huge important thing for making sure that all your episodes are the same. So if someone's listening through, it's not like suddenly loud, suddenly quiet, like episode by episode. But within the episode, it also levels it out. So yeah, I do use that. I just Mm -hmm. didn't realize that was. Oh, what it was. Yeah. My terminology is all messed up. Right. But well, I don't. But yeah, you're more involved in it than I am. You might have better terminology, but (laughs) you can do it yourself. But it's kind of technical and hard. And I tried to learn and I'm an engineer and I couldn't do it. So (laughs) (laughs) the laugh spikes throw it off right. so i do mm-hmm. those individually and i've actually done something that i just did it by accident once and then it worked and i was trying to um you know the fade in fade out thing mm-hmm. in, off, in uh, audacity i do that for some music stuff that goes between stuff and i accidentally hit that instead of something else with one of the laugh spikes mm-hmm. and it brought it down really small but you could still hear it and it sounded like background laughter and i was like oh <gasps> and now i just use that for every laugh spike i just do that and then oh, I put it through Alphonic. Mm-hmm. The laughter's still there, but it's not like blowing your earbuds out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, no, laughter's a good thing. I keep hearing this from a lot of podcasters. Like people say we laugh too much. I'm like, shut up and go listen to another podcast if you don't like it. <laughs> laughter's good. Yeah. <laughs> no one has ever laughter's said that very good. I'm the only one who thinks that. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> Final question. Yeah, what is one thing? I know you guys... Dogs. No. Of course, they stopped right as we said it. <laughs> See, the thing is, I lived in North in Asia for so long that honestly, sometimes I automatically tune out noises. Absolutely, yeah. I don't even think about it. And then, like, I sent my friend. You know, on messaging apps, you can do like a voicemail or voice yeah. message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voicemail. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I sent him something. I was like, oh, I'm too lazy to type, and I just said something, and he wrote back. So good to hear the sounds of Kevin do. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, I once had a friend of mine that I was interviewing via Zoom and she had her kid in her arms. He was maybe one year old at the time. And I was so excited to see him because she had left China and she was back in Canada and I hadn't actually seen him after he was born. And I was so excited that I ignored the fact that when he started to to like make baby sounds i ignored it completely and we just kept talking and i'm like oh i cannot take that out of the track (laughs) (laughs) i don't know though i I, whenever i talk about that i always people often comment to me oh but you know what it makes it feel authentic and i mean i think that's one of the reasons people like podcasts you know they like shows that are recorded live because Mm -hmm. it feels authentic and real and it's not this like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, kind of premeditated or really like polished yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So really polished kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I try to cut out distracting noises, but I never get too yeah. concerned about background noises because I think, you know what, that's part of my life. And if you're here to listen yeah. to about my life, well, as we talk about welcome. background noise, <laughs> goes overhead. Yes. Can you hear it? <laughs> no, but I I can finally hear the dogs now, and they're so faint in the background. Oh, good. That's because they're right by my house. <laughs> oh no! There's like a, a a dog. I don't know what to call it. Like a shelter, a dog home. Yeah. <laughs> Orphanage. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. There's a pack of them that you know. Of course, somebody I've... abused at some point, and now they live there. And so the past oh. three years that I've driven by, and they always look at me like, "Are you gonna kill me today?" <laughs> like, have I ever oh, even looked you thing. in the eye? Anyway, there's my soapbox. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I love dogs. Oh my God. <laughs>
Oh I love God. all animals. I'm a good person. <laughs> Let's remind the listeners where they can find you and your podcast online. So our podcast <laughs> is called Big and White, Life as a Foreigner in Asia. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Big and White Podcast. We post often on both of those platforms. Mm-hmm can also email us if for some reason you want to do that instead of just looking at the podcast, <laughs> bigandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And we're on all of the podcasting platforms. You can also stream our podcast from just our website. If you Google it, you will find it. No, I'm subscribed, but I forget this. The and in big and and if they're just searching in their app, is it the words or the symbol? Or does it and, matter? A-N-D. And our um, logo is a little orange cartoon of us. So look for the orange. It's very cute. Who did your logo? One of White's friends is a graphic designer, yeah. and we contracted her to do it. And she did a great job. Mm-hmm. The California minute. It takes a little while. And you can try and just forget it. Or you can stretch it for a mile. Thank you so much to Big and White for doing this super long conversation in March. I've told you how long it takes me to do this, but I've also haven't told you how bad my internet connection was in that apartment. Oh, it was bad. You know, those little things that you get when you go to an airport and you need like a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi that can go around with you. I forget what those called, those little devices. That's what existed in our, what was it? Thousand euro apartment when we first arrived in Berlin. That's the only internet that we had. In fact, we couldn't, uh, my husband and I couldn't be on the internet at the same time. It was such a horrible little device. I'm sure they're not all horrible, but this particular one was awful. And so, yeah, it was, it was really bad, but big and white, they trudged through and we had the conversation and we talked for a really long time and it was fantastic. And I hope that you were able to pull out some useful, interesting, or at least entertaining information from this particular episode. There is going to be the language side of this over on Geopet's language, and that'll be coming out very, very soon. She says, knowing that this, uh, that time is very fluid right now, <laughs> shall we say. A couple of more quick things before we go. You can find more information about this episode at stephfuccio.com forward slash Geopets podcasting forward slash 20. Again, my Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, website, and Gmail address is stephfuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. However you contact me, however you want to contact me, I would be delighted to hear from you on what you think about this or any of our episodes. Finally, we are still accepting tips at buymeacoffee.com. That went over really well for now, Podpomo, so we've continued on. It's buymeacoffee.com forward slash, you got it, geopaths buymeacoffee.com forward slash geopads. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for getting this far into the episode. Go you. We'll have a new episode out soon. And at some point this year, I'm going to have a schedule. I promise. I promise you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Visible people keep the dream alive. 
They're driving to work to keep the cars they drive. They're driven to win and live the will to power. Whatever we hear and every day and every hour. But a California minute, it takes a little while. You can try and just forget it. You can trench it for a mile, become a Hollywood star, or never go that far. But if you're here, then you can live it. Oh, yeah. In the California minute. So bring us your water to help us fight the fires. Send us your singers and actors and other liars. We're making the movies like we mind the gold. Then it never gets old. Just wait. A California minute. It takes a little while. You can try and just forget it. Or you can stretch it for a mile. Become a Hollywood star. But never go that far. But if you're here, then you can live it. Oh, yeah. In the California minute. Yeah. California Minute.